The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Because on Monday Night Raw, our show, the Usos came and they kicked me in the mouth in our ring. And you know what else they did in our ring? They challenged my friend Riddle and I to a match to unify these tag team championships. Now, here we are in your ring on your show, Usos. So if you want an answer, get your ass out to the ring and let's give it to you. Riddle, you got anything to add? Good. Nothing from Riddle. We've spoke enough. We're the camera. Your show on Monday Night Raw issued out the challenge to unify the Tag Team Championships. Now you want to show up on Friday Night Smackdown on our show. <laughs> so check it. What is the answer? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Boost. Hold on, bro. Bro, chill. Randy Orton, the Viper, the Legend Killer. We know all about you. But before you say something you were great, let us remind you who you dealing with, Oost. Tell him. You're dealing with two twin brothers, the old souls. You're dealing. I got your back, he got mine, the old souls. You go left, I go right, the old souls. You go high, I go low, the old souls. The seven time tag team champs, the old souls. The two tag team, the old souls. The longest reigning. Championships right here and take your ass back to Monday Night Raw. Cause this is the warning shot. Bah! You might get popped with the one and done. Cause you the tools and we the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So check it out, man. I love your whole family. I respect your whole family. I remember being a young boy growing up in the locker room with your daddies, your uncles, your cousins. I love them all, but you two are. And I'm gonna tell you up right now, hey, 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 your puppies wanna, yeah, your puppies wanna yip, 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 big dog left. 
about to leave. So apparently, you're going to come to the ring. You know what earlier I said? This is your ring, your show. Ah, frick that, brother. This is my show, my ring, Riddle's show, Riddle's ring. You must have forgot who I am. Longest reign in the history of the WWE. <laughs> I've been setting records for 20 plus years. Maybe you guys forgot that too. Let me reintroduce myself. Let me reintroduce my partner, Riddle, as the three most dangerous, destructive letters in sports entertainment. R.K. Bro! forgot that challenge yeah we accept oh yeah Jeez. so much greatness in the ring right now RK Bro has accepted the challenge, Pat, so let's have WWE officials make it official. There can only be two, one tag team that is champions of the WWE. Will it be RK Bro or will it be the Usos and Jimmy and Jay going right after Riddle, taking him off the top rope in a hit run attack by the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Jimmy Uso has caught him. Back of the neck with a kick into Gurry. Cover now by Jimmy. Hook of the leg is in enough kick out by Riddle at two. Great. Jimmy Uso has caught him. Back of the neck with a kick into Gurry. Cover now by Jimmy. Hook of the leg is in enough kick out by Riddle at two. Great match to learn about your opponent in the biggest match of your life, unification. Riddle lands on his feet, drives Jimmy back to the ropes. And Riddle caught him with a kick. Jimmy not quite sure where he's at. The athleticism of the barefoot Riddle. Now Riddle, and in the corner, building momentum. Riddle again. Great throw by Riddle. That fisherman suplexes, he drops Riddle, and now running knee. Nobody home. That time he caught him with a senton. Running knee by Riddle. Riddle rolling on SmackDown. Big time kick. Like Finney used to do up in this area for the Patriots. And Goskowski. Oh! And now German suplexes enough to put him away off the bridge. And a kick out. Randy Orton thought that was it. About to ride some momentum into Monday night. Randy Orton trying to rally Riddle here. They seem to be tighter than they've ever been. It's actually a joy to see their first time here on SmackDown in some time. Riddle taking to the sky. I'm gonna put Jimmy Uso away. Knees to the back. Oh, fall. Pop up him with a Samoan drop, cover now! Hey, hey, what are you doing, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh! 
Jimmy Uso driving Orton right to the floor. Randy and Jay were getting into it. And now Riddle. Caught him. Jimmy getting distracted by the altercation with his brother and Randy. Randy now, oh! Distracting the ref and Jay Uso knocking oh, Matt Riddle super kick! Off the top rope by Jimmy! Chaos on the outside. Oh, Randy Orton now right here in front of us with the right hand to Jey Uso. Look out now, Jey Uso drops right on the announce table. Riddle rolled out of the way. What RKO! From out of nowhere! Here is your winner! Last week on SmackDown, you declined a challenge from Ronda Rousey to an I Quit match. However, WWE management went ahead and made the match official. Are you concerned about Ronda's submission game? Number one, I didn't refuse the I Quit match. And number two, I was trying to protect Ronda. I was trying to do Rhonda a favor by telling her to go to the end of the line. I mean, because we all know how fragile Rhonda's ego is. No, but Rhonda had to whine, moan, and cry, and go to management and get the match that she wanted. And that actually makes me nervous because it's a big mistake. We all saw how devastated she was after she lost at WrestleMania. I mean, could you imagine, imagine the humiliation after a I Quit match? Well, I did. Yep. <laughs> well, I did watch the match at WrestleMania, and it, it looked like Ronda Rousey made you tap out. That's ridiculous. See what he started? I was fixing my bra! I was fixing my bra! No! None of you would understand. None of you, none of you, none of you. Look, I, I didn't mean to impose. Then don't impose. But if you did see, the referee could have been in position. And had he seen what happened, I think Ronda Rousey would be standing here as champion right now. Ooh. You're out of line. I am the champion, and I didn't tap out. What? 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 You know what? Let me ask Drew a question. Let me ask Drew a question. Drew, did you quit being a competitor so you could stand here and hold a mic and ask me stupid questions? No, no, you see, not me. I'm not a quitter because 
what is in my DNA? Because I am a submission master. I have been submitting competition for over a decade. Actually, you don't deserve to interview me. Get out of my ring. And now Charlotte Flair setting Gulak up for the figure eight. And Gulak now in the figure eight. And Gulak tapping out to Charlotte after the attack by Flair. Charlotte Flair even taps out interviewers. Submission master, and she's locking in. And Gulak is screaming, I quit. His knee is getting dropped in half. That's what Charlotte wants Rousey to scream three weeks from Sunday. Drew Gulak was having the greatest night of his life. Now, probably at least a meniscus. And Charlotte runs. Exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lickman.
Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Friday Night Smack Talk Right here on the PWC Network, I'm your host Jimmy T And my co-host, why should I even introduce him? Because <laughs> at this point he's stuck to my hip, pretty much Dr. Jeff Lippman, welcome back to the PWC Network And welcome back to Friday Night Smack Talk Thank you for welcoming, feels like I've never left I know, <laughs> it does, it, it does feel that way Heck, I think this is our second show in a matter of hours. It is. I, I feel like I've done like eight shows At least, dude. Maybe more. Who knows? I mean, we're back in the full swing of things, folks. I mean, the listeners can't be that sick of us because they're, they're listening. So we must be doing something right, Jeff. That's a good sign. Well, I, I hope that they are listening to Garden of Doom, Garden Views, and Hammerlock Hangover as well. Because I hate to compete with myself. <laughs> At this point, at this rate, shall I say, you're probably on my network more than I am, and I'm on pretty much everything. Wow, that's weird. Um, well, that's good because we've got to get, we've got to get uh, back up into the '70s, into the '50s, and into the top ten. Well, we've we've gone up a little bit, actually, Jeff, from oh, the really? hundreds to the '90s. Yeah, so hopefully we get. Look, we've been as high as. 40 or 30 no 35 i think was the highest you've done a good job of uploading shows i mean more shows go up more people listen you go higher in the rankings less shows get put up unless they're ridiculously popular um less people listen you go down i mean well i think consistency is key actually jeff because i mean if you look at all the podcasters out there that that do have numbers like your jds you know what i'm saying your your solo monsters I mean, it's all about consistency, and those guys are consistent, obviously, and, you know, they've worked hard to get to the spot that they're at, and hopefully, we can get there too, man, but it, it takes time. Look, for a network that's not, that hasn't even been around for not even a year yet, Jeff, I think we've done very well, <laughs> put it that way. I'm just wondering if I'm learning right now at the foot of Socrates, Plato, or Aristotle. I guess that's all. Oh, well, maybe all, all of them. Wow. Well, if you're going to have a lot of voices in your head, that should probably be three of them. I'm not Randy Orton, but, uh, and I'm not schizophrenic, so I don't hear voices in my head, unless I am thinking to myself. You are pro. Sorry? Well, I can verify he's definitely not Randy Orton. Well, clearly, I, <laughs> I don't look like Randy Orton now, do I? But um, anyway, speaking there of Randy Orton. Issues. <laughs> You're such a prick. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I sure did. I sure did. Just like the dick one for you last week. Hopefully I can get you back as we go on during the show, but we'll see. It is you smack walk, talk after all. right into that one like a Greek Cypriot walking into the, into the Turkish side of town. Oh, oh, all right. Now now you're pushing it, Jeff. Now you're pushing it. I know that's it. fighting words. That, <laughs> you're really pushing it, Jeff. Don't get me started on that because I'm very passionate about the cyprus issue but let's not talk about that it's like you go to bulgaria and go give me back ilium give me back ilium well to be fair (laughs) i'm I'm just saying but anyway most importantly i'd love constantinople back but anyway like i said let's not go there that's for a different time different show different sort of discussion and let's talk about smack talk here on smack talk smackdown on smack talk and we're coming from worcester Worcester. massachusetts oh sorry 
Worcester. Why did I say Worcester? Because I'm reading it. Yeah, it is read, Worcester. But being that you're from the United Kingdom or the Commonwealth, you should know how it's pronounced. Well, you know what, man? Worcester seems more Americanized. Like if the in the UK sort of saying, I could picture it being Worcester, but but then again, I'm probably wrong. So <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So it is Worcester, Massachusetts, and we're coming from the DCU Center, Jeff, and we're back with the Blue Guys right here on Friday Night Smack Talk. Well, we start with your Raw Tag Team Champions, Jeff, rated RK Bro, for a chat. We get a lot, a lot of posing before Riddle talks about how stoked he is to be back on SmackDown, especially with his best friend Jeff, good old Randy. After going on, yeah, I know it's getting old. These, these, this bromance, Jeff. I feel I just, I hate the well, way. It I looks mean, like maybe it's nearing the end of its story. You think? You know, Steve points out in the Hammerlock Hangover that the last couple of times that they've taken surprise beatdowns, Randy was just a couple steps behind in the save. That's eh, a good point. Even like on this particular show, and, and I'm talking about the main event in particular, right before Riddle get, got the win, he was doing that. He was pandering in the ring, and it looked like he could be a little slithering snake and possibly turn on Riddle. I can see that. And they probably are planting the seeds. But I do like the tour. Having Randy Orton turn back into a snake, they, you know, they want to break it. Any successful tag team, they want to break them up. And you know, I know people are going to say they want to make Riddle a star, but it's about making Randy Orton. A, you know, because they, you know, if Roman can't go at his full strength again, because that seems to be a little bit up in the air, who who are the plausible contenders? Seth Lashley now Cody. You know what I did say, but who can you never go wrong with? Orton. Randy Orton as a transitional champion, and they want to get him ever to sixteen. But but the thing is, Jeff, I feel like he's very over right now, man. And I feel I was even saying it to my significant other while watching SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I was saying I was even saying Orton is the guy to beat Reigns. It's not Cody yet. It's not the wrong fuck- show though. But I guess it doesn't matter anymore because their their titles are unified. Listen, Orton is a perfectly reasonable guy to give it to if you want somebody not Roman to lose to a Cody or a Drew McIntyre, although they've already he's already beaten Drew McIntyre right. and Drew McIntyre has already beat him in a rematch. Um, but if you want Cody or someone to, to get the belt but not over Roman, you know, you have the legacy story. Makes, you know, uh, you know Cody was, uh, you know, one of the young boys with, with Orton back in legacy. <laughs> One of the young boys, indeed. Yeah. Anyway, um, we continue on with the uh, with with the promo at the start of the of the show. After going on about Worcester being the name for Worcestershire or Worcestershire, should I say Worcestershire sauce? But it's mm-hmm. named after the one in England, not this one. He learned that off off a Snapple lid. Jesus Christ. He must have been stoned when he was reading that one. But Auden cuts him off to get serious. Auden wants the Usos out here right now. So here they are for the showdown. The Usos go on and rant about how this is their place and they're ready for RK Bro because they're twin brothers, Jeff, who are ready mm-hmm. to face anyone. Did you know when they were twins? High, the other goes low. When one goes right, the other goes left. Apparently. Auden continues on to say he loves the family. But the two of them are assholes. I don't understand why they bleeped that, 
but then they don't bleep out bitch or other swear words. It doesn't make sense. But Auden goes on to say that the big law... bitch is not really a swear word. We just use it as a swear word. Oh, man. I feel like it's worse than asshole, though, dude. It's definitely more overused. I mean, it's nobody needs to hear bitch anymore. It's annoying. Anyway. It's like, it's like lost all its power. Well, asshole used to be used like it was... Like you were saying hello every day at one like, point. Like Actually, like anal orifice would be <laughs> funnier. Because somebody uh, would have to think about it. Maybe. Anyway, Auden says the big dog left the bitch off the leash or the bitches off the leash. Yep. And freak that, his words. We hear about Auden's career in more fired up way than usual. And the challenge is accepted. The Usos go to leave, but come yeah, back he, in to pull. He was sorry. a little rock in this promo, right? He did. True. I can see that. He come back in to pull Riddle off the ropes for a cheap shot, which Cole calls a hit and run. Get it? Mm-hmm. I got it. So what do you think about this opening segment, Jeff? It was fine. It set the tone. I just sort of feel like this tag team unification match, you know, this is like the third show where it's been promised and it didn't and it didn't happen. Uh, and it's like this bait and switch. And, and you know, that that's, that's a little bit annoying. But, you know, I... I I understand what they're extending the story. Steve and I had our usual argument where I think the roster is thin. And then Steve says, no, everyone that's, that's released is dead weight. They know exactly what they're doing. Oh, please. Come on. Come on, Steve. Come on. Right. Come on, Steve. Get it together. Hmm. I'm I'm tired of seeing the same four people for 30% of now three shows in a row. I mean, you know, I get it. They didn't need to hoard the other, you know, 190 wrestlers but it wouldn't kill them to have like 10 more wrestlers on each brand uh you know men i think they have actually plenty of women um yeah that's true but it wouldn't kill them to have a you know to to make tag teams important and to have some other bodies out there and and just just you know i mean do the vince russo version not the craziness but write stories for everyone and see which ones work absolutely i agree with you 100 percent. and the whole point of this come on wwe make the tag team division great again as mm-hmm. as good old donald trump would say but anyway now we move to another segment in the back um before i continue on i did like the opening segment i thought it was good it is what it is it's typical usos sort of uh segment typical rk bro we did get some grasshoppers and according to mcafee that was smoking uh grasshoppers <laughs> well, but they weren't actually great. smoking Yes, you well, know, when the Israelites saw the Nephilim, they were like grasshoppers before them. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Yeah, what about yeah, the co- what about... Uh, 24? <laughs> what about the cockroaches? I don't think there were any cockroaches in um, in Moab or, you know, or, or Eastern Canaan. Well, speaking of religious tones, happy Easter to everybody that's listening right now. So <laughs> I just had to put it out there. So happy Easter to you too, Jeff, actually. So. Thank you. You can also say happy Passover to the Jew that's listening. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway. <laughs> happy Ulster to those pagans out there who remember the Easter's <laughs> pagan roots. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, we move to another segment in the back between Sasha Banks and Naomi. They talk trash to Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan about Naomi versus Ripley tonight. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I was just about to say that. 
Was that? I don't know if the if the camera was meant to cut right before that, or that was meant to happen, and we're meant to see that. But are we fucking going towards a lesbian storyline? I so no, because obviously that that uh, you know Rhea's going to turn on her before that. But I, I hope so. so. Smackdown after dark on Cinemax, where <laughs> where totally Rhea goes complete dom on Liv. I I that that would just be amazing. But do, oh, that would be amazing. But do you think? Do you think it was purposely done, or yes. or, or did the yes. camera take too long to cut away? And you know, Liv was just I, saying I how good poses at the entrance in, in WrestleMania in, in the four way match. Oh my god, a four way! Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, and, and you know who's the fourth? Me. And you know who's the third? <laughs> Mandy Rose. Oh, oh yeah, hey, that's that's what you call. Well, other than Jeff, that's what you call a mighty four way, including myself, not Jeff. But anyway. <laughs> we <laughs> we move on and like i said i don't know if we're going to a damn lesbian thing i hope not whatever implied. I hope... just implied we're never going to get there people because we can't have nice things <laughs> jesus christ man i i you need a man? unbelievable unbelievable see, I, I, see me and la sicaria took care of it this afternoon so i'm, I'm okay ah. you, need, you need a little break <laughs> jeff you're on fire mate you're on fire you're absolutely on fire anyway you told me it was gonna be an hour and a half so i knew i had six hours to kill i know but but then i thought i better do the right my love making (laughs) too much information jeff (laughs) thanks anyway and and watching six episodes of killing it on peacock (laughs) (laughs) which by the way it's great brilliant excellent show very enjoyable oh no you okay jeff jeff i don't don't know i'm not sure (laughs) too much too much information too much um they're killing snakes for prize money that's that's the thing anyway speaking of choking the chickens or should i say choking the snake okay bro asked adam pierce about the tag team title match but they can only get riddle versus jay tonight because that's all they do for tag feuds jeff Mm -hmm. true or not Pretty much, yeah, because, you know, they don't like to have tag teams. They like to break up tag teams. It's true. Well, we move on to the first match of the evening between Naomi and Rhea Ripley. And I'm not going to lie, I actually thought this was a great match. It was. There was nothing wrong with this match. It was, it was very... Naomi has always been a good worker. She's a safe worker. She's solid and reliable. She's got some moves. And Rhea's a good worker too. Just like her and Charlotte, it just wasn't working out. But I mean, sometimes right. people just, some people have chemistry and some people just don't. And they did not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that could be remedied or if it even needs to be. But yeah, they just did not. Well, seriously, Naomi and Rhea Ripley ripped it up tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, to, and truth be told, their chemistry is off the hook, man. And I dare say, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I really can't believe I'm saying this. But could it be possible that this is right up there to to be match of the night, like possibly? Match of the night for this past Friday night? Sure. Why not? That's what I'm talking about. I'm being serious, Jeff. I know the main event was pretty decent, but I don't know what it was about this match, especially the second half of that particular matchup between Ripley and Naomi. I mean, are you talking about just for SmackDown? Or are you talking about just for Friday SmackDown? No, 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 no. Well, no three matches on or four matches on? Sure. What on SmackDown? Uh, There's probably about five, maybe. 
I don't know what we're doing a review now. So we just did the first match of the week of the night. I'm so counting now. One. Three, four, five. There was five. I was right. <laughs> wow. There you go. How's that? That's amazing. Five what? matches in, in a two-hour SmackDown? That's rare. That's rare. So two. So they did two and a half matches an hour. They See, WWE needs to get to at least the three-match an hour spot to, to, <laughs> to improve the quality of their their programming i believe they should have three to three and a half matches an hour mm, i think five was fair i actually didn't mind this this smackdown even though there was a lot of like wrestlers that weren't actually on the show but but whatever anyway i didn't mind the smack i didn't mind raw either i thought that they were both okay me too Just right if they want to be better there's the problem with wwe it's too formulaic and too much formula True. and too many breaks and that's one of the complaints that them. and that's what, what killed me that's exactly what killed me about SmackDown is the commercials, dude. The commercial breaks are just ridiculous. Way too many. And mind you, it feels like once they come back from a break, they seriously end up going to another break within two minutes. And you know when the break is going to be from... Oh, you know it. You know. <laughs> Over the years of watching WWE since I was literally like three to four years old, I I know exactly when, they, when they're going to take a break, man. Like, it's, it's so obvious. It's irritating. It's too formulaic. It makes for right. predictable TV viewing, which makes it skippable. But this was not a bad episode. That, that's what I'm saying. They need to change that. And, and by changing it, put more wrestling on, which, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be wrestling. So, again, well, the thin roster. Yeah, you know. And with SmackDown, it's very telling about the thin roster, dude. Like, really. Mm-hmm. And they're always one or two injuries away from, like, entire cards being bollocked up. I agree 100%. Anyway, Ripley gets the win via the Riptide for the pin in about 8 minutes and 44 seconds. But it was 8 minutes of funness, in my opinion, Jeff. Yeah, but Rhea beat Naomi and Liv beat Sasha. But Naomi beat Liv. Right. That's true. Odd. So there's only one more combination to go to see. So we, it's going to have to be 50-50 before these two teams meet, right? Well, it's apparently happening on Monday night on Raw, which is so tomorrow. Sasha, so Sasha will have to be Rhea on Monday night. No, the tag titles are actually on the line this Monday night, actually, Jeff. They announced oh, it on so SmackDown, so. right? So yes. Sasha's not getting her, her, her win. Hmm, interesting. Maybe, the, maybe th- the wrong team will break up. Well, do you think... Uh, does Liv and, and um, Ripley have a chance at winning those belts? Or do you think Naomi and uh, Sasha will retain... Well, I don't think they have a chance of winning the belt. I think they're going to retain, but I think it's going to be because of Natalia and Shayna um, messing everything up, which will set up a, a, a three-way at the oh, uh, no. back, WrestleMania backlash. Oh, fuck where no. Natty can eat the pin. You know, <sighs> uh, you know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, it's. To, for Rhea to turn on Liv on Monday Night Raw seems anticlimactic, but I don't know. Whatever. The answer, the answer to your question is no, those titles aren't changing hands in my view. Whether or not Rhea and Liv break up now or later, I mean, is you know sort of on the side. I, I, I get myself in trouble by like overthinking booking, so I'm just going to answer your question. No, Naomi and Sasha retain. Well, I do think the momentum, though, is with Ripley and Morgan, dude. I just feel like there could be a change, possibly. I don't know why. It's just that momentum. They seem to be gelling together. Well, hopefully. That would be good. Some hot lesbian action. But we know it won't, (laughs) so so I'm not interested. 
Well, they're teasing it. And damn I mean, it, I'm Vince, not, stop I'm teasing not us. I'm interested in Sasha and Naomi either. Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah. Anyway, I doubt anything like that will happen between them two. Although it would be great. But anyway, <laughs> let's Jimmy's move on. Be getting tedious. Oh, oh, maybe I am, Jeff. <laughs> not you, Jimmy. Jimmy Uso. Oh. <laughs> and, and Sasha's married to a seamstress. So. Yeah, have you seen the way he looks, dude? He looks like the biggest pansy on this planet, dude. Seriously, I'm surprised. Know, no she would married to a circus clown, so, I mean. Yeah, but know. come on, dude. Someone like Sasha Banks, she must be very insecure with herself, dude. I'm convinced. Or he's got an enormous cock. All that, all that. There's that possibility. But he is, not to stereotype anybody, he is Asian, though. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, do they have... But anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> I don't know. Asia's a very big continent. <laughs> I'm not talking about India. I'm talking about more your th Southeast Asia, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, somebody must be doing something right to have all those people in one continent. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, the Did Usos. Tom Hawk sing? I mean, there's no way that guy's not hung. I mean, even if he's uh, proportionally geez. a small Johnson. It's still going to be a python for regular brothers, but he's like 7'4". I'm sure. <laughs> D knows what I'm talking about. D, stop nodding. Oh, fuck off. Oh, D, yeah, why she's are you nodding. sweating? I'm sweating right now, Jeff. Seriously, we're talking about knobs and how long that... Anyway, let's move on and look back at Happy Corbin because it was happy times when he turned on Madcap Moss. Oh, boy. Here we go. Corbin doesn't like Moss being called his former associate because Moss was more of a hanger mm. or a hanger on, should I say, mm -hmm. or a gopher. Apparently he's a gopher, Jeff. He blames Moss for losing his undefeated streak and now the loss of dead weight is increasing his happiness levels. Just wait until Moss becomes the laughing stock of SmackDown, Jeff. I cannot wait. The only thing I can't wait for Moss to do is to lose those stupid suspenders he's wearing. And I like Moss, dude. I actually, but you're right. Loser suspenders, I could take him more seriously. But I actually think he's got something, dude. And I never used to be a fan of his in NXT. But since he's gone up to the main roster, there's something about him, dude. And I, I just can't put my finger on it. I like his work I've in the ring, though. I've never really been into him, but I, I, I've never really been into him. Uh, I, I liked him in Raw Underground. I thought that he actually acquitted himself well in that sort of ridiculous setting. But then he, you know, Tours Achilles. He's rough. He looks like he could be a tough guy, dude, that he can knock a few heads. I'm not I'm 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 not kidding. I truly mean that. Wasn't he an NFL player? I'm not sure actually. I could look that up and find out, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he did something, but yeah, no. I mean listen, if Baron Corbin's gonna put him over, that's fine. Because that, I mean that's what Baron Corbin does. He loses feuds. That's what he's there for. Well, he hadn't lost a match apparently in two years up until WrestleMania, dude, so yeah, but he loses shoots. I mean, he hasn't lost maybe a TV match. It, it's funny because a while ago I was telling Steve, it's like Baron Corbin has quietly won like nine matches in a row, but then they stumbled upon him going broke, which was much more much more entertaining. But then they right. decided to make much a more. Game, which which was horrendous. Him him being a bum was great. It like was great. Title bum was great. He's like he's not asking for dollars. He's asking for a hundred thousand like, <laughs> dollars. Yeah, that was well, funny. For hundred thousand dollars, somebody only needs a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but look I can understand why WWE went this route anyway because really when can they tie that bow 
You know what I mean? With him being broke, like where do you go from that? He, he gets money again, and that's exactly what happened. Answer to why WWE went that route because that was good, and they don't like good things. They ruin good things, so of course they. That, that could be true too, but <laughs> I mean, I'm amazed that the bloodline is still going. Well, considering Jimmy Uso's um, discrepancies, you know, with the law, I'm surprised he's even still got a job. Please, the bloodline is powerful. They truly are. Hence, uh, bloodline privilege. Get it? That's right. Bloodline privilege. That's right. <laughs> now, now you're going back to the, to the 10 families. You just didn't know that one of them was the Anoise. <laughs> I actually did know. But uh, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, true. Simone Othellum. Simone, Neph- Simone Nephilims. Yeah, exactly. They're gods, Jeff. Half god, anyway. Well, part god, yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, Drew Gulak is next, auditioning to become part of the broadcast team. He asked Moss about what Corbin says. Moss says Corbin bought him his suspenders and taught him how to tell his jokes. That's why the jokes were bad, because having an audience of bald men with a bad sense of humor will kill anyone, Jeff. Well, as a balding man, I take offense to that. <laughs> he isn't worried about facing Humberto either and tells them where the kiss cam can go. McAfee explains the joke in case the visual didn't explain it. In other words, kiss his ass, which I found oh, hilarious in many ways. Sure, it's a, it's a call back to the kiss my ass club. Good. <laughs> the kiss cam with the camera was quite funny too. I've I got to give it to Moss. Yeah, that was good. That, that, that was not bad. Yeah, Moss is okay. I mean, I, I you know, apparently they're very high on him. Paul Heyman's uh, Seems like it. very well. He's yeah, he's he's jacked. He's probably got a, a look that, that there's going to be some women and men who dig. Um, <laughs> not a bad wrestler. I mean, but you know, it's you know, you could have a worse opponent than Baron Corbin. Um, you couldn't have a worse ally, but you know, he still doesn't have a character other than I don't like Baron Corbin. But there's time to work on that. Absolutely. I mean, he does have a mean streak in him too, which I do like. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, uh, you know, I don't want him to be a, a clap and smile baby face, but he shouldn't be because he was a clap and smile heel. So, you know, let's turn the page and see what's going on. I, I'll be optimistic and see what happens, but whatever. It's okay. This was this was fine. Absolutely. So we move on to match number two between Madcap Moss and Humberto Cailo. Well, and, uh, a real kiss cam. Which was funny as well. I mean, obviously the chick was probably a plant, but they're she sold them. They're, they're indie wrestlers. Like it's been, there's been at least two occasions where that same wrestler has lost on like AW Rampage or Dynamite that week, and then appeared on SmackDown that week to get kissed. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, think, I think in fact sometimes they do that on purpose. Maybe. Well, Moss goes over with the punchline and finishes for Moss at 228. He gets the smart, look, it was smart to give him the pretty decisive win, to be honest with you, Jeff. But at the end, Angel yells at Humberto for losing to a joke. Yeah. Well, listen, this is another thing. Tag teams, you know, they hate tag teams. Tag teams shouldn't have dissension and fight, especially before they've had any success. I mean, first you need to be successful, then you have to have the drama, then you have to overcome the drama, then you have to fall into the drama. That's that's the story. This is too soon. Okay, so very, I, very too soon. I just said that I am trying to over stop overthinking booking, but I am sincerely hoping 
that this is to get Vega to get them both into shape and manage them because if the Usos are going to lose those tag team belts, at, you know, listen, if they unify tag team belts one way or another, that it, it's not going to last a long time. I don't care what anyone says. These unifications are not for a long time. You don't have two networks paying that kind of money to allow one set of titles. So this is temporary. So if you had Vega, she goes face, she goes heel, whatever, with these guys or stays heel and manages these guys, recapture some of that that charisma that worked, you know, that chemistry that worked before. Charisma. And leads them. <laughs> They they be a perfect they be a perfectly fine transitional team like an Alpha Academy that can hold the belts for four to six months, you know, and and you know get it you know and and then maybe hold it, whatever three times in the next four years. But you know you know the aggregate would be under you know thirteen months or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, man. I, I look, I hope, which won't happen, but I'm hoping that the Gaza cousins at least stick together. Still, I don't know why WWE seems like they're considering to actually split them apart no i don't want them to be split no one's interested in either of them enough to see them feud right i agree with you absolutely i think they're great together they are family they do come from a from a great you know from great wrestling heritage so i mean but whatever it is what it is it was we move on the hurt business feud no nobody cared after they were fired for the 13th time yeah i know and don't even get me started on that but <laughs> you're right well, we move into another backstage segment where Charlotte comes in to see Adam Pearce, but Drew Gulak <laughs> interrupts to ask about how he did. Charlotte says Gulak can interview her in the middle of the ring and don't be nervous. What do you think of this Gulak friggin' deal, man? I mean... Actually, I love this. I don't know if it's permanent or if they just needed a wrestler, not a regular interviewer, to take the moves. Right. And, and, and so, you know, if this is a one-time thing or if he's going to be part of the story or maybe get his referee license and he's the special oh referee. god that would be so funny not... you're being too creative now jeff for wb standards i know i know that i am this is the problem <laughs> i get into it's a, it's like i i'm thinking like a ninth grader and they think like fourth graders i, I yeah I, it's crazy I, right it's absolutely um, ridiculous i mean and what you just mentioned would be absolutely funny and great it's great television if they were to do that but will they i, I don't know and it protects everyone because of Gulak right. sort of anti-Charlotte. There, there you go. I mean, they, they they were doing a great thing about a year ago when there was the ref that Charlotte was mad at, and, and you know she made him apologize, and they just dropped it. That that was a, that could have been That's an ongoing story. I mean, this, right. this is what wrestling's about. Anyway, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked that she that she tapped him out, and then she made him say, "I." Well, well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, which is oh, the next sorry, segment. Geez, you asked what I thought about. Hold it. on, hold your horses, Jeff. Mind you, we do get an Usos versus RK Bro WrestleMania backlash announcement right in between. But anyway, speaking of Gulak and Charlotte, we move back to the ring where Gulak is in the ring to interview Charlotte. That's Sikant. Yes, that's no, that's Sikant. But anyway, Gulak asks. Did, did you teach? Did I just use it properly? No, you. It sounded like you said Sikant, but uh, I did say Sikant. <laughs> oh well, isn't that, you, isn't that what you taught me? It's sick cunt, like ill. <laughs> sick cunt? That's this right, that's the one. Chic, like that sort of like offshoot. Not chic cunt, not chic cunt. Sick no, cunt. <laughs> not seek either, not seek, no. Not S-double-E-K, not fucking... Not I don't know how, 
No, no, not that hide and so seek. S I C K sick. That's right. S I C K sick. I say it's sick. A anyway, <laughs> let's not get too sick about cunts. So we move on to Gulak asking if she is ready for a hard hitting interview. <laughs> hard hitting interview. Well, you are eh? definitely not a sick cunt. Well, maybe Drew is the sick cunt over here because I felt like there was a bit of sexual tension, shall I say? She okay. bends over in front of him while he's anyway. And he does say, is she ready for a hard-hitting interview? But uh, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum. Exactly. But he's just told to hold the mic. Charlotte talks about how she turned down the I Quit match with Ronda Rousey because she wanted to keep Rousey safe. Gulak mentions that Charlotte tapped at WrestleMania, but Charlotte she insists... She's thoughtful, that Charlotte. She really is. She's a thoughtful, thoughtful woman. She's very thoughtful, absolutely. That she was fixing her bra and not tapping out, Jeff. That's not good enough for Gulak, though, who That's thinks right. that... Had the referee been in place, Listen, Rousey... Listen, an uncomfortable bra can be, be very champion. disturbing. Yeah, it can be, absolutely. Well, it can Charlotte, really take you out of the zone. It can. Yep, it sure can. Charlotte thinks that this is out of line and asks if Drew stopped wrestling so he could hold a microphone and ask mm -hmm. stupid questions. She thinks right. everyone That's here... That is a very good question. Yeah. I agree, 100%. That is a great question because I was actually wondering that too, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, she goes on to say... 24-7 title. True. And now he has a side panel, like me. And that's what you call, ladies and gentlemen, a shit cunt. Ah. See what I did there? Huh? Really not. No, I don't. Shout out to all my Aussies out there. Anyway, she thinks everyone here has quit something, but that is nothing she would ever do. Charlotte tells Gulak to get out of her ring, but attacks him before he can. The figure eight makes Gulak tap. McAfee goes on to say, Charlotte Flair even taps out interviewers <laughs> and shout that he quits until referee breaks up, breaks it up. And uh, I like this sort of segment. Uh, like I said, I don't know where we're going with Gulak and, and um, Charlotte. Is it possible we get a Mark Henry China sort of situation? Or maybe Leader and Dean Malenko back in the day? Could it possibly go down this route in typical WWE fashion? No, I think the closest thing we'll do would be my scenario of making him the, you know, having him be victimized by Charlotte a few more times. That and, would be, and, that'd be and funny. He, and then he, at, the last time he goes, well, hold on a second, Charlotte. And, she, and she's like, why? And he like, unzips his jacket and he's got a referee shirt. He goes, yeah, well, you've been beating me up. I've been getting a referee license. And guess who the special <laughs> yeah. referee is at Backlash or something like that. That would be great. And you're probably right. That makes more sense. But again, don't talk logic, more Jeff. PG. Because more PG. It is know. more PG. Very much it so. Is, it is still ninth grader thoughts, which is about four to Definitely. five. Definitely. Maybe levels. less. Yeah, beyond. Uh, it's still it's still at least three grade levels above WWE. I agree. 100%. Well, we go on the recap. Sami Zayn running away from Drew McIntyre last week. We'll get to that, which is next. But we also get Ludwig Kaiser narrating a video Kaiser. about the whatever the fuck Kaiser, all right, or Kaiser, no, whatever you want to pronounce more. it. It's Kaiser, like the Kaiser from like Caesar, like Czar Kaiser. Why can't he Kaiser just keep Jose, his like fucking the Kaiser name? who united Germany in World War One? Whatever. The Nazis in like fucking WWE. No, this is pre-Nazi. <laughs> well, not exactly. 
World War, yeah, exactly. Pro, pro, Proto-Nazi, that's what this is. Ludwig Kaiser narrates a video about the awesomeness. God damn it, you said Kaiser again. I said, fuck I you, Jeff. Like, I said Kaiser. Like I said Kaiser. Anyway, about how awesome or the awesomeness of Gunther, a.k.a. I forgot his name already because I already know him as Gunther. It's just Gunther. That's it. Exactly. I don't even know who the other guy was. Or the other guy. Who's we? Well, do they tell us why Ludwig Kaiser and uh, Gunther have, why they've changed their their personalities, shall I say? Or actually, let me take that back. They haven't changed their personalities. They've just changed their names. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I okay. mean, obviously That's they're right. different people. But the same people. Where was the little bald guy? I don't, I don't know. These guys are new guys on the block. I I, I don't know who. Uh, obviously, the people you're talking about are still with Fabian Eichner someplace else. <laughs> yeah, and see, what's up with that? Why has he still got his name? They all have their names there together in Germany. It's Oktoberfest <sighs> there. Uh, well, not quite. It's not October yet. Oh. But um, but I don't understand. You change two of them. And then you have the other one still keep the same name. Why? No, you don't understand. That is Walter's younger brother, Gunther. And that oh, is Martel's oh. younger brother, Ludwig. Oh. So that's not Barthel after all? No, Barthel is French. This guy's German. <laughs> Can't you know anything? <laughs> Marcel Barthel? You, you thought he was... Marcel Barthel. You're right. It's very Francois. It's French. That, I mean... He's with his friend, uh, Pepe Le Pew. They're chasing girls. <laughs> Your play put yum is French for yum, Jeff. They're visiting Rick Martel. Ah, the model. <laughs> well, anyway. They're going through the, the, the arrogance spa and getting their real estate license. Hey, I, I can vouch. That arrogance, that spray, that cologne was great. Arrogance you got D. numero uno. 100%. That's how, That's how I got D, man, using that arrogance by rick the model but (laughs) well i don't drink it but it's definitely it it definitely gets the girls man there you go there you absolutely from the greek himself that's how you get the girls arrogance arrogance i should say arrogance yeah from rick the model martel make sure all your colognes are at least 35 years old folks they age because arrogance is definitely at least 35 years old these days but anyway let's move on to the next match of the evening between drew mcintyre and Sami Zayn. pretty much the same match as last week right mm-hmm. it ends so in drew about McIntyre thanks to these john moxley then. apparently well he gives him the glasgow kiss and looks to set up the claymore but Zayn runs again this time taking the count out at two minutes and 29 seconds so, so this is what we're counting as matches now okay fine um there's a match it's a match okay, you're right you technically you're i cannot say that you're wrong um drew is gigantic like he's in the crowd and he's in what like, way jeff in what way height with <laughs> muscles maybe it's python i don't know which muscles though are you talking about <laughs> anyway his vision is <laughs> anyway Have continue please piercing blue eyes oh god don't 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 please they, they are very piercing just as piercing as as his sword jeff this is piercing as anna pierce <laughs> not that piercing but uh oh. piercing no less okay <laughs> all right well that's great 
Just as good as your uh, belly button pierce? No, I don't have. No, I don't have my belly button pierced. D does though. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit too old school. That was so nineteen nineties now though, Jeff Drew. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we move on about Drew not being happy post match, and uh, well, I don't know. I don't even know why he's complaining. He fucking won anyway, so he gets the winner's check. I mean, I why complain? I don't, I don't know why. When how come when where that giant hand go? Like why when Sammy runs away, why doesn't the hand come and knock him down again? Well, like McAfee said on commentary, he did say he got trapped by a rat trap at WrestleMania, Jeff. Indeed, he did. Well, maybe Drew just needs a better Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> Indeed. Like, anyway, like actually with Goldberg in it. Oh, interesting. Anyway, definitely too meta for WWE. Way too meta for WWE, absolutely. You're right. Sami Zayn runs into Adam Pearce in the back who makes Sami versus McIntyre 3 in a Lumberjack match next week because that's riveting television, Jeff. Everyone gets a payday. I guess we're going to see how thin that roster is. Oh, good. The Viking Raiders are going to make it back to TV. Oh, jeez. One thing I hate, though, dude, is Lumberjack matches. I mean, I can't stand them, dude. Tell me one great Lumberjack match in the history of professional wrestling. No, I well, there probably has been one. But, I bet you, you know, there hasn't. Lumberjack matches and those Indian death strap where you have to oh. tap the four posts. Those, oh. those, the, those are probably my two least favorites. But I tell you, the, the tapping the four posts is by far my least favorite match. So I'll take a lumberjack any day over that. I, I thought it was going to be a, a strap match where they could get away, or a steel cage match, which is what, makes more sense. Maybe they're just sending it for a hell in the cell or something. Oh, God, no. Imagine that. Oh, please. Talk about taking the heat away from hell in the cell. Sorry. It could just be a cage match. No, but imagine it being a hell in the cell. Wouldn't that be hilarious, though? Like, think about it. Why not? I mean, who cares? I mean, you know. I mean, it's it's Drew versus Sami Zayn. The, The blood freaking feud we always wanted. Hell in a cell. You have the uh, Canadian against the Scotsman. Those are two two historic enemies. <laughs> Big rivals. Big rivals. Anyway, let's move on to the another match. And it's for the Intercontinental title between Ricochet, the finger banger himself, mm. <laughs> and Jinder Mahal. Listen, he's banging Casey Catanzaro, and he's also banging the, what's, what's her name? The, uh, the ring announcement, Sonia Johnson. I think they changed her Is he? TV. Oh, yeah, that's his... Oh, yeah, I think you're right. No, no, you're right. I did know that. She's hot. So whatever he's been doing with his finger, apparently it works as well as arrogance. What? (laughs) That's a different type of arrogance. But anyway, I guess you're right. He he fucks this bitch, he fucks that bitch, and he fucks himself too. I mean, you can't complain, right? The man's doing a lot of fucking. Doing it on his terms. And uh, speaking of skanks, he's fighting Jinder Mahal with skanky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, i hate skanky shanky and i can't stand jinder mahal either man and uh i will not complain about some hot or some hot sing as long as skanky has a job i mean at least put uh sangha out there instead oh, God. At least he looks at least he looks intimidating i'm gonna put a dear professional wrestling thing out there like a letter please no more indian wrestlers please i'm begging you guys Please, no more. We've got enough. He just looks like a giant angry lesbian. 
<laughs> yeah, he does. Well, anyway, Ricochet gets the win. He did some big spots, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like who dives? He, that dive he did from the from the top of the turnbuckle onto the floor was insane, dude. He's very talented. Very talented. Very talented with his fingers too. But anyway, hey, I'm just, I'm just saying, you not quite the match. I'm actually being a funny cunt right now, Jeff. Come on. I'm pretty sure you're not being funny. <laughs> I'm funny. I'm Come on, I'm you're not. laughing. Come on. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm anyway, funny. Jeff, it wasn't here. it wasn't quite a squash match, but Ricochet needed any kind of win to get him back on track after the Los Lothario stuff, Jeff. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, you are 100% right. Well, anyway, speaking of uh, lethargic, we move on to Sheamus. Isn't happy with Butch losing last week, but the solution is, Jeff, that Butch needs to channel his aggression. Mm-hmm. What right. the he fuck? Needs chi- he needs to channel his chick. I can't help but see Butch kind of liking what he's doing. I don't know why he seems to be looking like he's actually having fun playing Butch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I mean, I think this sort of like feral, like you know, rabid little coyote gimmick <laughs> is, is is okay. I mean, I know everyone thought Pete Dunne was awesome, a technical wrestler. No, he's boring as fuck, and he looks stupid. This 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 this, this at least is a character, and it's something. And you can do worse to be with this bunch of hooligans. Well, I was going to just say like as long as he look look he looks like he's having fun so if he looks like he's having fun why are we all hating on it man like well not I mean, us but in particular the IWC I mean leave the guy alone man they change your name the IWC goes crazy because they're too stupid to realize that WWE is in essence an intellectual property factory to go along with its other rights the, the, the thing they think about the least is the actual product in the ring yeah, it's true, man. And the IWC is becoming very poisonous, man, to the point where, and I understand now that every wrestling promotion is just sick and tired of the fan base. I get it now. I truly do, man. Because really, are they ever happy? No, no never. Um, and that's the I, issue. I mean, because I'm unhappy unless I'm unhappy. So that makes me happy. <laughs> That makes two of us in in a weird way. But anyway, they try to convince him that New Day is the enemy, Jeff. But Butch slips away because he's treated like a child for whatever reason. That's fine, because well, not for whatever reason, because he can't be contained. He, you know, you, you don't get paid to beat them up backstage. You get paid to beat them in the ring. Yeah, facts. True. Post break. All about the what, what kind of money do they have in Ireland? Is it what is it? Shekels, rubles? What do they use there? Sh- is it, well it's either, it depends what side of island are we talking about uh, whatever side that, that Seamus is from I'm, I mean I'm pretty sure it's is not Protestant f- whiskey right wait is he from Republic or is he from Northern Ireland he's gotta be from the lower three <laughs> well it could either be the cork. it could either be pounds or shillings isn't it isn't it an Irish shilling or something like that I fucking know what, what those Gaelic <laughs> Celts use <laughs> Oh, I don't have a clue. If anyone that's listening knows what fucking what type of dollars. what type of fucking currency the Republic of Ireland uses, Wait, please is, let us know at the PwC network. Is is non-British Ireland is is it still in the EU? They probably use euros. 
I think it is. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah there you go. There's the answer. Yeah, there it is. We don't It'll need be heroes. Motherfuckers. motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah, fuck you, IWC. Should have been faster. <clears throat> I know. Tell me about it. We figured it out for ourselves. Anyway. Thanks for listening, though. Absolutely. Post-break, Butch, Seamus, and Ridge Holland attack New Day, making me wonder why they bothered with the with the lost deal for all of about four minutes, Jeff. I don't know, but the New Day apparently was like signing autographs, something backstage. Yes. <laughs> That's what they do with, with nobody there. Right. With nobody there. Exactly right. I guess they're going to send them out to, I don't know, Make-A-Wish fans or something. They're so nice in New Day. Well, they so, were promoting Make-A-Wish all night. Who's so. going to be their third? Are they going to stick Nakamura with them because he doesn't have anything oh, else to do? Oh, God, are they bring someone up from? Why? They're going to bring someone up from NXT to, to join them? I mean, yeah, we'll, Kushida from the future. Well, please, not Kushida. <laughs> well, um, anyway, man. Well, one thing I did like about this segment is the way Butch just... You man, he launched. They brought up Kushida, but they called him... What was his name before? Was it Otami? No, no, no. It was Kushida even before WWE. Right. He was Otami. So they should... On the main yeah. roster, they should call him Otami. And in NXT, he should still be Kushida. <laughs> well, anyway. Totally different people two totally different people at least they've kept I am Kushida's younger brother yeah god hell no please double the roster double the roster (laughs) they payroll with everybody with everybody everybody's younger brother absolutely they're triplets clones why not (laughs) heck fuck it it. (laughs) absolutely I'm all for it fuck it I mean they do have a depleted roster after all right would it be Seamus's or would it be Shamai? It'd be Shamai and Seamus's. Okay. <laughs> anyway, guess what, Jeff? What? It's time for part two of of Lacey Evans' fucking story, dude. Oh my god, you take it so long. I get so cringe. Well, she talks about how her father caught up with her and her mother and had all kinds of anger. Well, well, Did all, you know that? Was her father one of the Moon Dogs? <laughs> that's what. I, that's what I. You know who it looked like? Larry the Axe Hennig for a minute, even. I, I definitely thought that was Moondog Spot. But Moondog Spot, he does look like Moondog Spot. And I, I kid you not, at first I had the volume down, right? At that point. And I'm like, that does look like Moondog Spot or Larry the Axe Hennig. Like, is that a dad? Like, like I was thinking to my... And then I put the volume up and I'm like, what? That's her dad? Like, who's not a wrestler and whatnot? That really did look like Moondog Spot. I'm not going to lie. That's a good sort of comparison. But anyway, she talks about mental health issues. He would yell a lot and throw a bunch of things until he was eventually on the run for, from an assault, Jeff, from an assault charge. To me, it sounds like he had a hissy fit. Well, to me, it sounds like he had a hissy fit. And uh, can you pass that back, D, please? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> pass it here, please. Anyway, um, so apparently, you know, they hit rock bottom. They helped her learn how to fight from a young age, and she knows how to be at rock bottom. No one can phase her because she has been through the worst. This continues to be a good bit too serious, in my opinion, for a wrestling angle, Jeff. Agree. This this is cringe. It's dry. You know, feeling sorry for the tough woman, the tough person, rarely works. A killer, mind you, an absolute killer, and I say that in a good way. Right. So whoever's producing <laughs> this, I mean, this is this is really amateur hour. Um, 
again i feel bad for it dude and and you know what's wrong character personality and wrong appearance because why does she look like a slutty army chick (laughs) i'm sorry but look what she was wearing i can answer the why but uh but, but how can you look like that? Because this story should she should be more modestly. You're right. She it's it's the wrong <laughs> look for the story. It is the wrong look for the story, and I couldn't help but notice that. And I'm thinking, right. am I supposed I mean, to take this I, woman unless, serious? Uh, unless the story included that I had to strip for four years, then then oh. <laughs> then, then, then it might make sense. But they left that part out. So no, this this was this no the, I, this is terrible. It's cringe. It's terrible. It's terrible absolutely terrible don't we get your shit together with this poor girl because if you're gonna fucking tell a serious story make her look serious and not fucking all slutty and shit but anyway whatever it's i mean i you know they they know the default is cleavage so i mean not just cleavage but she was wearing like a like the ones you that snap yeah yeah yeah. exactly i heard absolutely I heard people saying that this is a good thing. Like, well, she's wearing the fatigues on the bottom to represent her tough side, but she's wearing, <laughs> you know, a lace on the top. Yes, a lacy. It makes perfect sense. What? Oh no, 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 no. That is that is really thinking. <laughs> oh. that, that's like thinking too little to make it too. Wow, little. wow, wow. What's wrong with these people? Anyway, I don't give a fuck if it's lace because of lacy. All right. Yeah, All I see. There's people that just really want to like what's happening here. And I, I, you know, there's people that wanted her to lean into her military background and her law enforcement background, and I guess anything in that direction they're going to be happy about. But I, I don't know. It sounds like making excuses, like like when Kyrie Cross was coming out of the ridiculous gladiator stuff, saying, "Yeah, this will work. Don't worry. Yeah, it, it looks good. You just have to get used to it." I mean, it, it feels a little bit like that. Well, speaking of leaning, I'm sure there's fans out there that wanted to lean in a different direction, but that's that's something else altogether. All I'm saying is. <laughs> all i'm saying is this is just alienates me and uh i don't know man like i said i know about his story i know her history i'm sure most people do but don't make her look like a fucking like also, a skank i mean with army fatigues and talking all serious part two of the story we didn't we the, the the abuse was inferred in part one so part two should have been her empowerment story with her being confident and tough and and showing her doing the badass stuff. So if the next if the next video is more of the sob story, that's a fail. The next one should be showing her in the Marines and showing her in combat and showing her doing training. <laughs> no, no, no. Showing her with law enforcement and showing her as a badass. That, I've that's got it. one better, Jeff. Do you remember oh. General Guns? Yes, I do. <laughs> that's <laughs> with the next segment, she needs to be dressed exactly like General Guns, like fatigues, right? But they're in bikini fatigues. She's in bikini fatigues. She's practically got no clothes on while she's giving us her sob story. I'm all for it. That is channel attitude material. <laughs> Absolutely. Hear that, Vince? <laughs> anyway. Who are you talking to right now? Both I'm talking about Russo. I'm talking about Russo. Well, it's McMahon that needs to listen to this one. And Vince McMahon. Actually, fuck it. Vince needs to be hearing us because, come on. Come on, pal. That, that's what you call sex sells. Sadly, the only one who's listening is Vince Neal. So. <laughs> Well, anyway, we move on to another segment backstage, which is fuck. There's so many between Natalia and Shayna Baszler. That they, they look. I'm with Natalia and Shayna over here. They don't like Lacey Evans treating them like this because Lacey doesn't respect legends. 
Lacey is trying to take over the locker room, but here is Raquel Rodriguez to say how happy she is to meet Natalia. I took two things from this segment, Jeff. Mm-hmm. One is Natalia having huge fucking tits. That that's one thing, and okay, two. That's one observation. What else you have there? My other observation is how small Raquel's tits are. Hmm. What about Shayna's? Did you, you miss hers by any chance? I wasn't even. I don't even know who you're talking about, dude. Yeah, who's Shayna? This is gonna sound weird, but I say on Hammerlock Hangover. But Raquel needs to wear tops more like Bianca Belair. She, she's too uh, accentuating. I get it, body positive. She's Diesel, bro. Come on. But it, but it is a TV show. She needs to, she needs to not accentuate just how teeny tiny her, 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 you know, little. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't like her wardrobe. That, that's all. And I don't like the. I, I'm, I haven't figured out where she's a heel or a face. Um, and she's just chestless, dude. Vegas. <laughs> she's Vinnie Vegas definitely but she acts like Big Daddy Cool Diesel though I don't know. whatever we'll see I don't like the wardrobe either but I think it was ridiculous that Natty and Shayna were there and they didn't realize there was someone sitting behind them four inches <laughs> I mean that, that, I mean, do wrestlers not have peripheral vision you know not in not in professional wrestling Jeff they've got no sense of anything right, especially those the ring. I mean I know the refs don't have peripheral vision I know that's not allowed um, for right, <laughs> yeah, this, this segment was done. What did pop me though, Jeff, is what uh, Pat McAfee actually said right after this segment. And now I don't know if if he got the joke. I personally thought this is what he was referencing, but he didn't mm-hmm. say it in words. He was making reference to Natalia's tits without saying it, but he was pointing to his chest, going side to side, and then you see Michael Cole start laughing, which I found great actually. I I didn't I can't comment on this whatever that was it, it it missed me entirely so oh man and, it, look he did it he hit it very well man uh, it was pretty the, well played I like Pat I mean I'm not saying he didn't do it I it, it just I didn't catch it oh man it's a shame it's it was pretty funny but anyway we move on to the next match finally Jeff and that's between Jimmy Uso and Matt Riddle in the main event of SmackDown this was your a good match for for under 10 minutes i mean we get the superfly splash that misses through and a pop-up rko finishes jimmy in about nine minutes and two seconds it was decent somebody somebody said it was sloppy i thought it was good no i thought it was good because it looked like uso was about to you know do a move yeah it was an rko out of nowhere absolutely absolutely and then we had um randy orton come running in the ring obviously pandering around Looking like what you said earlier and like what Steve mentioned on um, Hammerlock Hangover, which you can listen to right here on the PWC Network. Yeah, I hate to give Steve credit, but he, he, he might be onto something here. Absolutely. hit the nail on the head, man. I agree I'm 100%. that operation. For He's sure, the, man. He's the eye candy. <laughs> He's definitely the eye candy. Excuse yeah. me. Definitely the eye candy. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Jeff. I guess we move on to WrestleMania Backlash where we supposedly, and I use that term lightly, are getting a unification of the tag team titles. When is Backlash? What, it's not In three weeks. weeks. In three weeks. Well, they have a lot of fucking around to do for three weeks. They do. Um, so, yeah, and, and really, they can't stretch it out for three more weeks, surely. Stop calling me Shirley. <sighs> Shirley. Shirley. They're going to have to find ways 
maybe Nakamura <laughs> will insert himself into some things and, and but why fuck the Usos go after partner. but go after Roman Rome, but it's the Usos who killed his tag team partner and, and he can't mess with Roman Roman will knock him into Oakland oh, come on man come on he'll never surf again <laughs> he loves you surfing that's true he loves it that's why he doesn't Roman want to go back to Japan <laughs> Even Roman. Yeah, I know. He's not going to win, but you know what? Roman will the... give him a decent haircut. That's harsh, bro. Come on, man. Shinsuke, the king of fucking strong style himself, Nakamura, bro. Come on. King of nothing. He's the king Respect of bad him. haircuts. Respect you know him. I like his haircuts. Crown Prince is Matt Haven. Melvin. Well, they got the same hairstyle, so I mean. <laughs> right. But Matt Haven sucks. <sighs> You know what, dude? I actually disagree with you. I actually think Matt Taven had so much potential at one stage, dude. I'm serious, dude. Come on, dude. Look at him. He's got the look. Does he not? Especially someone like... I agree. He does not have the look. Wow. Wow. I disagree with you. You know what he's got the look of? A Melvin. I mean, he, he was in the kingdom... Every single one of his tactic of his partners turned on him, and then one of them went what? into retirement, and then that's, one that's... came back after being beaten up by his wife. God, here we go. That's Doctor Jeff Lippman, folks, for you. I mean, God. anyway, look, I think differently. Whatever, we can agree to disagree. It no, is what it is. Wrong. No, because I bet you, if we freaking done a poll, more people will agree. I'll ask it actually. I'll I'll put it out there on Twitter. You should. If you if we did a poll about Mount Haven, one of the choices should be who? Oh God! Really? Really? Yeah. yeah, really, really. You know what? If he was on dynamite and they turned the lights out and then they turned them oh, on and he God. was in the middle of the ring, there might be a riot because people were like again a nobody. Who's that? Well, I'm going to hype it up for TK, so you owe me, TK. But there is a big announcement, Jeff, this mm. week on Dynamite. On SmackDown? Dynamite. Well, that's... TK, big announcement. Show. <laughs> Different show? Wrong show? I don't care. It's, it's, I'm doing TK a favor, Jeff, all right? I'm going to announce it right here on Smack Talk TK while we read Ryan, SmackDown. one of the former partners who have been <laughs> in Entertainment. Is that what you're talking about? TK, all right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about Tony Khan himself. Oh, that TK. Okay. Isn't that what the kids call him these days? TK? Yep. I'm one of the kids and <laughs> I call him that. <laughs> True. Me too. Well, anyway, Jeff, is there anything else we should touch on right before we end it? Nah, this is enough for SmackDown. Yeah, I agree. Well, in saying that, Jeff, tell them where they can find you. Garden Doom, Garden Views, Hammerlock Hangover, and pretty much every goddamn show that Jimmy's been on the last two weeks, so I'm probably going to be there. Yeah, and uh, you'll probably be... Spell MD on Twitter if you want to follow Well, you'll probably be with me actually tomorrow night because there's not many that would like to watch WWE, it seems. So um, I'm, I'm hoping you would join me for the Raw Review Show, The Machismo, mm-hmm, we'll Monday night. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you're not going to be calling me to do the blow-off with you tonight. I'll talk about that off the air. We'll, we'll talk about that for a minute. Oh, uh, but I'm going to eat my Chinese food with my with my delightful fiance Lafcaria, and I'm going to eat my bangers and mash with my delightful woman Danielle. <laughs> but Danielle, yes, D. That is. But anyway, 
Um, <laughs> I, I, there was something I was meant to ask you. Now I totally forgot. But like I said, I'll talk to you off the air quickly for a minute. In saying that, please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you find not just my shows, but Jeff's also. Also, if you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Dr. Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening to the PWC Friday Night Smack Talk right here on the PWC Network. Arrivederci. Stay evil, my friend. Monday Night Raw, our show. The Usos came and they kicked me in the mouth in our ring. But you know what else they did in our ring? They challenged my friend Riddle and I to a match to unify these tag team championships. Now, here we are in your ring on your show, Usos. So if you want an answer, get your ass out to the ring and let's give it to you. Forgot that challenge. Yeah, we accept. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And look at the quickness of Moss. Oh, and a shoulder tackle turning Inferto inside out. Madcap Moss catching Inferto midair. And the power with a fall-away slam!
like she was going for the riptide. Naomi momentarily able to counter, but not enough. Rhea stacks up Naomi off the riptide, gains the win. Here is your winner, Rhea Ripley! Again, Sammy, where are you going? What the hell is Sammy doing? Sammy Zayn is again running away from Drew McIntyre. Make no, make no mistake about it, Pat. Sammy is retreating. Walking through the WWE universe just gives an elbow to a Bruins wearing hoodie guy. Much like what happened last week, McIntyre wins via countout. It's gonna be tough to defend this one, Sammy. Two times in a oh. Uh, Drew McIntyre said, uh-uh. You keep running. And McIntyre going after Sami Zayn. Look at that monster of a man running through the crowd. You know, Butch's auntie was looking real good in that G.I. Jane remake. <laughs> oh, no. Well, there's Butch. Come on, Butch attacking ah! Xavier and Cole. And now Seamus and Rich getting involved. Riddle into the steel steps. Jimmy Uso throwing Riddle around. And now into the barricade on the other side. And Jimmy measuring Riddle with a super kick in the jaw. Riddle's in trouble. Can he climb back in this? Or will the Usos continue to dominate? Line. And the cover, more successful. Here is your winner, Madcap Moss! Oh no! Charlotte attacking Gulak from behind. He's gonna win a Pulitzer. And now Charlotte Flair setting Gulak up for the figure eight, and Gulak now in the figure eight, and Gulak tapping out to Charlotte after the attack by Flair. Charlotte Flair even Did taps it? out interviewers. Submission master, and she's walking in. And Gulak is screaming, I quit. His knee is getting dropped in half. That's what Charlotte wants Rousey to scream three weeks from Sunday. Gulak was having the greatest night of his life. Now, probably at least a meniscus. And the ricochet chance from the WWE fans. Top rope goes Ricochet. And Ricochet connects. Cover on the hook.
Jay Uso on the outside. Oh, Randy Orton now right here in front of us with a right hand to Jay Uso. Look out now, Jay Uso drops it on the announce table. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.